Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. Good evening, and I hope you're well. Tonight's topic is on how much money do I need to get started in property? Now, it depends when you'd have asked me this question, for example. So if I was asked 10 years ago, I'd have said you need as much money as you can get uh, because that's the only way you can do property. Uh, But if you ask me today, how much money do you need to get started in property? Well, the answer really is nothing, zero, because... There's a concept which I'm sure uh, you may have heard of, or uh, I assume you may have heard of, which is no money down, which basically is simply is you using other people's money, but using your own knowledge, experience and expertise to buy property. And I do this quite often. And there's plenty of other people out there, by the way, who are doing this too. Uh, Now, those who uh, see this as a foreign concept or a concept which isn't known to them may feel well, how can you buy property without putting any of your own money down? It just doesn't work. Well, let me share with you. I was exactly of the same mindset five years ago because logically as an accountant, uh, to me, it made no sense. Why would somebody else give me money to invest in property and then at the same time give me a share? It's not going to work. So I created more hurdles and objections in my own mind when I initially came across this many years ago, uh, that I agreed in my own mind that this couldn't work. And therefore, guess what? I never made it work. And then I, I got to a situation where I'd exhausted all of my money in a number of property deals, land deals, option agreements. Uh, and I purchased the best part of 12 acres in Lincolnshire. So all of my cash was stuck. I wanted to do more deals. Uh, there was only one way to leverage that, which was to use other people's money. So because I had no other choice, I had to explore that particular avenue. And because I had to do that, I made it work. Simple as simple as that. So you don't really need that much money to get started in property. But I think saying you need no money and zero is a bit of an exaggeration because you, you do need some money because you need to understand how property works. So you need to train yourself up. You need to get educated. And you, you can do some of that for free, by the way, going on webinars and some free networking events and asking people around you uh, who are in property, but you're going to have to invest some money and go on training courses, mentoring, buying books, buying programs to learn about how property works. So let's say you had a budget of three to five thousand pounds that gets you started and you can cover a lot of the basics. After that, you then, as long as you've got some experience or knowledge of doing deals, there are lots of people out there, by the way, and I get this at least uh, once a week, anywhere from £50,000 going all the way up to £500,000 and beyond. I had a conversation with somebody two weeks ago, yeah, and they said, I've got up to £2 million to invest. Can we do no money down deals, i.e. their cash, and I find the deals and I make them happen? There are lots of people out there who want to invest in property, don't have the time, knowledge, experience, expertise who want to work with a safe pair of hands, people who've done deals, they will give you the cash 
to buy the uh, property and then you can raise finance or if, if they've got enough cash you can still fund the refurb work as well i'm talking here mainly about commercial conversions uh, or uh, land with or without planning and you can then start doing lots of deals so i get at least one a week and i'm not, I'm not even asking for it if you've seen these lives or if you see any of my posts anywhere i never ask anybody to give me any money uh, because uh, truth be told i'm not very comfortable with anybody and everybody give me, giving me money because that comes with responsibility. Uh, and if things don't quite work out, uh, then if I don't know that person well or if there's not a, a long-standing relationship or a good enough relationship, uh, that makes me feel uncomfortable as a, an, an accountant. I just uh, don't feel I could do that too well. And I think managing that particular relationship if things go wrong uh, may be quite difficult. Uh, so I only work with people who I know reasonably well or who know me reasonably well, who are going to give me enough space and time to do what I need to do because the, the gig with me, and there's no sales pitch here, by the way, but the gig with me is give me your money, I'll do the deal, and in X number of months, you will then get your money back or we'll have a property, we'll sell it, and then we'll divvy up the proceeds. So the point being is you can get into property with a very small amount of money as long as you have some expertise and ex experience that other people don't have and then you can leverage your expertise with their uh, capital and get into property and do lots of deals now those of you who don't believe that's possible i can tell you now you're, you're never going to do this by the way or it's highly unlikely you'll do this those of you who believe it is possible are at least going to explore this and find a way of doing it so it's up to you there's no sales pitch here i'm just sharing with you it works i've done it numerous times right now i'm doing it four times on four different property projects uh, and if I had the time and enthusiasm, I could easily do 6, 8, 10, 12 at, at any one point. But right now, I've got other business interests, including running an accountancy firm. Uh, so doing 10, 12 projects at any one time isn't a priority for me. Feel free to ask uh, any questions that you have. Uh, again, this uh, session, I like all of the sessions, is about engagement. I'll answer your questions the best that I can. If I can't, I'll, I'll always come back to you. But I have three questions uh, that were sent in to me. The first one is from Frances Choi, uh, who says, thanks for making this video because she, she's asking me a question on YouTube. She's saying, is leasing the same as contract hire? And is it best to use contract hire if you are a sole trader or LLP? Uh, so I'm going to make it really, I'm going to simplify it for you, uh, Francis, without going into the different financial instruments in terms of uh, leasing. So you've, the, the two options you have is you can either buy an asset or you can lease an asset. But and in terms of leasing, you've got two options. You can, you can have a lease where you purchase the, uh, the asset or you can have a lease where you hand it back. So in very simple terms, uh, contract hire is where you hire a vehicle for a, a, an extended period, usually minimum of six months, but most companies do 12 months, 24 months, 36, 48, so on and so forth. So you use the vehicle. And so basically you're leasing it. At the end, you give the car back. And as long as you, you're within the agreed mileage, let's say if it's 10,000 miles per year and you've got it for two years, as long as you haven't exceed, exceeded 20,000 miles and there's no damage on the car, you hand the car back and you go your way, they go their way. The other option you have is uh, if, if you want to buy the asset outright and you could do, use higher purchase where you use funding to buy the car and uh, once you've paid the funding off, the car becomes yours. Uh, and the one in the middle is where you lease a vehicle and you make the payments, and let's say after two or three years, you made all your lease payments, 
and then you can purchase the car. So that's how, in a very simple nutshell, how that works. In terms of are you better using contract hire if you're a sole trader or LLP, it just depends on the kind of car you're buying, uh, whether it's brand new, whether it's secondhand, uh, what your budget is, because sometimes there's some really good leasing deals. So I'm one of those guys uh, who uses contract hire, have done since 2005, and I will look around at least six to nine months before I'm looking to ch change my car, and I do it every, every two years usually, uh, sometimes more often, and sometimes there are really good deals offered by dealerships. So for example, at some point, Mercedes may launch a new uh, edition of their uh, one of their cars, that's called an E-Class, and they might say, we're quite enthusiastic about getting these into the marketplace. So they offer their dealerships large discounts or bigger, uh, better discounts for pushing out more cars. That dealership then will put, push the, those discounts through to customers. So you might get a really good deal say, on an E-Class just because Mercedes are enthusiastic about getting that car into the UK marketplace, for example. So you need to be looking out for deals. I've seen some fantastic deals on cars, uh, which I could never believe uh, to be true until obviously I inquired and I realized they were really good deals. So you can you can get on a good day, a seven series BMW uh, book price, I think about 65 grand for 400 pounds plus VAT. Uh, I saw a Range Rover SVR list price 90 grand for 650 plus VAT, all sorts of cars, BMW 8 series for 4, 450 plus VAT. So if you look around, there's some really good deals on a contract hire and then you need to do, do the equation as in, are you better of hiring or are you, are you better of buying? But if you're the second-hand cars, probably buying is going to work out to be cheaper. If you want a brand new car and all the benefits that usually brings, uh, then contract hire usually is very, very competitive, especially if you're not fixated on a particular car. So if you just said you wanted a four-door saloon and you don't mind what type of car it is, uh, then you're going to, you can look for good deals because sometimes it could be Audi, sometimes it might be BMW, it might be Skoda. As long as you're not fussy, you're okay. If you want a specific car, then you may end up paying more for it because the time you need it might not be the time the best deal is out there. So it, it just depends on timing. So that's uh, the question from Francis. Simon Roberts is asking the question, and his question is, if a husband and a wife own a furnished letting business, so in our world, we usually call it service accommodation, uh, and uh, the, the business is in both names, and both husband and wife are working through PAYE, and if one of them wishes to use capital allowances for sideways loss relief uh, due to one being a basic rate taxpayer and the other being a high rate taxpayer, can they unevenly report this on their self-assessment form? Uh, so the simple answer for you, uh, Simon, and I, unfortunately I only have bad news for you, is sideways loss relief is not available on uh, furnished holiday lets. So if, if you make a loss, you have to carry it forward and use it against the profits of that business in the future. Uh, from memory, I think that changed in 2011, so best part of 10 years ago. So sideways, sideways loss relief will not be available for you. If, however, you were going into a, a partnership with somebody uh, and you set up a partnership business and you wanted to share the profits unequally, you can do that because the capital share ratio and the profit share ratio are different. So let's say uh, I went into a partnership with one of my work colleagues here and we set up a, a partnership business, I own 50%, they own 50%. One year, I could give, they could take 75% of the profits and I only take 25% because how we split the profit share 
it isn't based on the capital share ratio. However, for husband and wife who own property, uh, the split has to be equal in terms of their ownership. So if, in using your example here, Simon, if your partner, husband or wife, or a civil partner is earning less than you and is a basic rate taxpayer, and you think they will remain a basic rate taxpayer because that's the only work part-time, for example, then you're better off saying, when you buy property, give them, let's say, 80% of the share and you only own 20%. And you can put it that way. You can do it subsequently as well through a Form 17, but you need a deed of trust. And the Form 17 has to be filed within 60 days of having signed the deed of trust. So I hope that helps you, Simon. And the final question uh, is from Irfan. Irfan previously asked a question about quantity surveyors and uh, project managers. Uh, so I answered that question for him. And he's saying, uh, are the costs associated with using a quantity surveyor and a project manager tax deductible against profits? And the simple answer for you, Irfan, is yes, you can deduct those costs against your profits uh, because I assume you're looking to get into uh, developments and you're going to use your own QS and your own project manager so you can use those expenses or the, the, uh, that expense against uh, revenue for tax purposes. So that's those three questions covered. Thank you very much for those questions and thank you very much for joining me on this live here. If you've got any questions on No Money Down, uh, I am more than happy to answer any questions for you based on my own experience of having done quite a few No Money Down deals uh, over the last five years. Uh, from next week onwards, the Facebook Lives will be at 6 o'clock and not 7 o'clock on a Wednesday. I'm running a, a webinar in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, the link is up there, bit.ly slash Shaz webinar. And I'm going to, believe it or not, talk to you about a no money down deal where we bought a property uh, and I did, I, it was a 100% no money down deal for me. Ended up with 21 flats. I'll show you how that deal worked behind the scenes, what worked well, what didn't work well, how we refinanced and how it all worked out. It's an incredible story. Uh, and if, you're, if, you, if you doubt no money down, by the way, Trust me, join me in the webinar. After I talk you through the whole thing, I, I'm confident you'll at least get to a place where even if you don't want to explore it for different reasons, you'll at least feel no money down is a concept that works and you can make it work as long as you're enthusiastic about it. So that's, that's the webinar. I'll see you next Wednesday, 6 o'clock. Until then, bye for now. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.